This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Well, thank you so much and thank you for joining us this morning on a Wednesday. Wednesday, May the 4th. Which is also known as Intergalactic Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And and also with you. And think, also with you. I'm not sure that the, you, I think you're getting uh, Jedi confused with the Catholic Church okay, well, blessing. I'm There's Catholic. no crossover? I'm Catholic, so yeah. that's, that's what you're getting. I don't know. I feel like I've heard some <laughs> of the characters say, you know, may the, for, may the force be with you. And then somebody answers back. And with you, young Padawan. And with you. Is that how you want, want it instead? And uh, also with no, you. No, I think you're fine. But and it's... also with you. Also, isn't the force a weird thing that we should be celebrating? Like, whoa, me too. All right. No force here. <laughs> the force? <laughs> I think you've got the wrong idea about the force. It's an know. energy field. How are you using the force? That binds us all I together. I don't have it. <laughs> Not just International Star Wars Day, it's moved up to Intergalactic Star Wars Day. <laughs> They're so celebrating it on, on Mars. And Naboo. And Hoth, even. And Coruscant. Yeah, a pretty nerdy day in general. <laughs> but then we can drink tomorrow and Cinco de Mayo and forget all about it. <laughs> And then uh, don't forget Mother's Day on Sunday. I feel like I need to put those reminders out there. If not for the listener, uh, for myself. Buzz, (laughs) yes. Call your mama. Yeah. Joanna, for Easter, did I ever tell you how I asked Buzz before Easter, are you going to call your mom? And he says, yes, I'm going to call my mom for Easter. And And did you call her? Then the, the week after Easter, I say, did you call your mom on Easter? And he says, no. I called her the day before Easter. Because I knew she was going to say, do you have plans to go to church on Sunday? And he didn't want to lie to her by calling her on Easter. (laughs) Oh. Because he knew he would have to say no. He didn't have plans. (laughs) But on the day before Easter, I could say, yes, Uh I do have plans that fell through. That, <laughs> that we're going to fall through. We'll fall through. So I finally talked to her like four or five days after Easter. Did you go to church on Easter? Mmm. 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 I learned that trick from my daughter. Did you clean up your room? Mmm. 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 She's like, mm. I'm going to take that as a yes. Right. <laughs> so uh, happy Star Wars Day, everybody. The... Uh, foreign trade minister for Mexico is saying that Greg Abbott's stunt with doing uh, secondary checks of every trailer hauler that came across the border in Texas. Well, the Mexican foreign minister is saying that that was basically extortion. Yeah. You remember Abbott was doing it for a few days and the business community on both sides of the border was saying, hey, you're costing us. Tens of millions of dollars. Hundreds. 
hundreds, mm-hmm. billions, I think it ended up being. You're costing us billions of dollars because a lot of the stuff just can't be late. And uh, then Abbott said, okay, well, I talked to the governor of Chihuahua, and they agreed they're going to get tougher on people that are crossing the border. And now another Mexican official is coming out and saying what I, I said at the time. Yeah, the only deal that this person made was so that Abbott would knock it off. And now uh, the Mexican Mexican foreign minister uh, for all of Mexico is coming out and saying, yeah, we were extorted, and also we're going to avoid Texas as much as we can. We're going to run stuff through Mexico, uh, New Mexico, and avoid Texas as much as possible. Well, I think you got to be specific, specifically a transcontinental uh, highway that was supposed to go from Mexico through Texas and into Canada eventually. Um, it's it, going to skirt around Texas yeah. because of this yeah. grandstanding by by Governor Abbott. And what does that accomplish? Well, not much in keeping illegal shipments of people or drugs, but a lot more to uh, costing Texas money for not being part of this uh, international thoroughfare, I guess. Uh, So we're dealing with that today. Dave Chappelle got attacked on stage yesterday and not by Will Smith. Ugh. Some of the details are a little sketchy, but we do have audio this morning. I will share that in today in sound clips. But Dave Chappelle was doing stand-up when somebody ran on stage, and it looks like essentially tackled him. Oh, God. Uh, This happened at the Hollywood Bowl. There is cell phone uh, video of man running across stage tackling Chappelle. Which makes me wonder, they take away your cell phones. How did that phone get through? Okay. You might be more worried about the gun and the knife the guy oh, yeah, had because that, that got through. Reports say that the attacker had a gun and a knife, but those were not used in the attack. The attacker tried to escape, but he got tackled by Chappelle's entourage. He was taken away in an ambulance, so I guess maybe they roughed him up a little bit. And uh, when he returned to the stage, Dave credited Jamie Foxx with helping to mm-hmm. apprehend the guy. So we we have the audio of that, and there's video out there as well. But Dave Chappelle, I guess, is okay. He got up and continued his show, but the attacker wow. had... It, reports say that the attacker had a gun and knife on him that were not used in the attack on uh, Dave Chappelle. So that's a pretty crazy story, right? Yeah, that's super crazy. I brought in a couple of uh, high-quality lightsabers, <laughs> so maybe we can learn how to lightsaber fence. That's what I'm hoping. Nico's got his lightsaber, or what's it called? My lightsaber instructor. Yeah, your yeah, lightsaber growing instructor. Up, his name is uh, lightsaber instructor. Obi-Wan. Master oh, Qui-Gon. Oh. No, Obi-Wan. Yeah. That's a pretty good You one. actually have your fencing instructor. Yeah, I got my fencing instructor coming in, talking about fencing, the sport of fencing, and uh, how lightsabers are playing a part in it these days. Okay. I uh, got another story here. College graduates are overestimating their starting salaries by $50,000. By $50,000. Does everybody... Does everybody think they're going to make $100,000? No, but you might think, okay, I'm going to get started at 70. And then you find out the starting is 20. Yeah. Uh, it says here that the current college student expects to get $103,000, oh, a little over $100,000 salary right after graduation. 
Yeah, because that's how the world works. But that really overshoots the actual starting pay by about half. The actual starting salary is somewhere around 50000 which to me seems amazingly high because when I graduated, I, I knew going in, if I could find a job where they're paying me twenty grand, i will be sitting pretty. I mean, I'll, I, it's a good place to start, right? Well, in 1950s money, it's way different. <laughs> it's 1980-something. It was like 1989 money. You got inflation. I was thinking, yeah, if I'm doing 20, I think I got hired for 17 five when I got hired, but yeah, I wasn't under any I just didn't have any delusion that I was going to make 100000 but you're right, times have changed that was 30 years ago uh, we'll have a little segment about that and a whole lot more, let's find out what else is happening, Joanna Barba handles our entertainment news in Hollywood what do we have coming up on that front, Joanna? Uh, I was going to do the Dave Chappelle thing oh, and I, and I kind of covered that no, I got something. Uh, Oscar Isaac has is talking about how he tried to sneak the first F bomb into the MCU with Moon Knight. Oh, don't worry. I stuck a bunch of them in while watching. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is that hippo lady? <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking show I've ever seen. So I'm I got I got you covered, Oscar Isaac. Oh good. Thank God. Uh, today is the first season finale of Moon Knight. <laughs> so, there's another one. There's another one for you. Nico, news headlines. What do you have leading off with the news today? Uh, you know, I actually uh, don't have anything for news. You don't have anything no, for there's news? there's nothing for news. No, of course I have there's something nothing. for news. No, of course. Uh, Ukraine, uh, they are still... Uh, pulling out refugees from Maripol after Maripol has made a safety corridor for allowing people to leave the city. They're finding uh, abuses of all kind and uh, really some horrific details uh, in the wake of the Russian disaster happening right now. Um, Vladimir Putin is said to be getting surgery, uh, potentially, uh, for cancer removal. And so he might be leaving off Russian military operations in Ukraine to a uh, deputy for about two weeks. You know how you're usually sad when you hear that somebody has cancer? Mm-hmm. Are we clear to be to happy celebrate? for it? Yeah, that Putin has cancer? I, sure. I, I I would never just be like, yeah, woo! I heard a story. I was just listening to the news, as I do sometimes in the car, listening to talk radio. And they, it, they were in a news segment. They were saying uh, some experts on the situation think that Vladimir Putin might actually declare war on Ukraine next week. I'm like... I think invading and sending bombs, do you have to go any further than that when it comes to declaring war? What are you telling me? He hasn't declared war yet by invading well, their country and sending May bombs? May 9th is the Russian Victory Day. It's the day that they celebrate uh, their achievements in World War II. Um, the World War II is a very big event in the minds of a lot of Russians and a, a point of pride for them that they overcame. So a lot of uh, military analysts and strategists have been thinking Vladimir Putin wanted to conduct all of the Ukraine stuff and get it wrapped up by May 9th, Victory Day, so that he could uh, declare victory. That's obviously not going to happen now. People are wondering, what else is he going to do then by Russian Victory Day? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Happy May the 4th. Happy Intergalactic Star Wars Day to everybody. We're going to have... A special guest coming in, so they now recognize lightsaber fighting as part of the French discipline of 
fencing. And Nico's going to have an article about it coming up. And this is your fencing instructors coming by, right? Yeah, my former fencing instructor. I had been. To, I've been. We'll refer to him as Monsieur what? I assume her. Mademoiselle Long. Long. Yeah. Okay. And do they have lightsaber fencing yet in El Paso? It's not the lightsaber fencing you'd see, uh, the French version of it, uh, but... There's a French version of a lightsaber fencing? Yeah, that's that's what Buzz was talking about. I want to know the Coruscant version. (laughs) But yeah, you do get to play around with some uh, soft swords and some foam ones. Um, not necessarily lightsabers, but it's more of a competitive sport and things that you can get into and oh uh, you know fight against other people. All right, uh, just checking our website, KLEQ.com. I'm seeing a few interesting uh, articles here. One that Joanne wrote. What is former... Joanne. U- Joanna. Joanna. Sorry. <laughs> Joanna wrote. Does that happen to you a lot, Joanna? Yeah. What's does. up with Mia Khalifa? Yo, Mia Khalifa, who went busy. to UTEP and used to go to, uh, like, I didn't know that I knew Mia Khalifa, but then people showed me pictures from events, like a uh, Curotica. Curotica, where I'm on stage. With she's her. right there, and I had no idea. But Wasn't that was before like, her porn career. I was about to say, weren't there, like, people who were coming after you, like, her people who were, like, take these pictures not, down? Because not me. It was before her career took not, off. No, because I didn't post them, but well, they no, were but coming I mean, after, like, I think Lauren was in charge right. of the time. Doesn't she not like to claim her porn career anymore? Like she does not. No, don't refer to her as a porn star because she will fiercely say Don't even refer to her as she once was a porn star. Even though star. that's why she's super famous. Even though that's why she came out in that show, Rami. She was in Rami? Yes. No. Oh, what's so Rami? That- it's this show on Hulu, and she comes out in the second season. I think the main character is Muslim. Yes. And he encounters Mia Khalifa. It is season two, episode four, by the way. She's also keeping busy being in music videos. Most recently, she came out in Becky G and Carol G's video for Mommy. And that one also stars Angus Angus Cloud from Euphoria. And in it, Mia Khalifa and this other girl are just trashing the hell out of his house. Hmm. But she's doing a lot of things. She's doing music videos. Uh, She's very supportive of her boyfriend puerto rican singer jay cortez who she accompanied to the latin amas they're apparently very much in love oh me and khalifa the last time i checked her opinion was i only made like a dozen porn total and that's all anybody wants to bring up she was only in porn for like six months Right. I right. really didn't even make any money off of it, and yet everybody brings it up. Because, one, she became the number one search porn star in the world. Two, she made a, a, a pornographic video where she's wearing a hijab. That was a traditional Muslim. Oh. So, at one point, if, a couple years back, she wanted to get into like sports broadcasting. So I think she did a podcast and, you know, was I forget which school she was a big supporter of, either Miami or University of Florida. Or, so um, a sports talk show had her on. Oh, right. Do you remember that? I, and yeah. They, and met, they, by way of interviewing her, they, they, they said former porn star. And, she, and listen to how she responds. <laughs> oh, so awkward. <laughs> music 
I thought that was an example of people setting up the interview. It was pretty good. With stuff that everybody knew, and they were doing it in what they thought was a very complimentary way. Well, of Didn't saying... you get the feeling, oh, now she's very knowledgeable about sports, so she's here to talk about sports, but she was too upset that they mentioned that she was the number one porn star for a while. The number one porn <sighs> star... Do you think she'd, I get it. she'd be she, appearing? She do you think she'd be on these TV shows uh, or music videos if she wasn't? If she, if she had never been a porn Good star. Good point. Nope. And I kind of get where she's coming from. She doesn't want to just be known as that. But on the other hand, girl, that's how you got here. It's right. part of your resume. It's part at, at this point. Just embrace it already. It happened. Move on from it. She could yeah. have directed that interview in a different way. Also. It's, it reminds me of how upset Billy Bob Thornton got one time when he was there to talk about his band. And they, by way of introduction, the host said, oh, and he's an Academy Award winner, you know, films like Sling Blade, blah, blah, blah. And then Billy Bob Thornton just lit in. Just Why are you talking about my acting career? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton did a thing like this. It's like, well, that's that's the thing you're actually famous for at this point in your life. Well, if you were wondering what Mia Khalifa is up to these days, you can check it all out over at KayleeQ.com. Uh, or Pornhub. Con- around the country, <laughs> but especially in border <laughs> communities like El Paso and Brownsville and San Diego, uh, different places, they're reporting on injuries that, and even deaths that are seen uh, for people trying to cross one of the uh, border walls or fences, really. I, I don't consider it a wall if you can see through it. <laughs> right, right. That's more of a fence, but that were and the way they're putting it, Trump administration era uh, walls are causing severe injuries, and uh, you know in twenty twenty two alone, two hundred and twenty nine migrants have been injured after falling in El Paso alone. Oh wow! Uh, most of the injuries being reported are broken ankles, legs, but even more severe spinal injuries and even some deaths. But one thing I think they're reporting here is they're reporting this as if everybody who reads it's going to see it as a bad thing. And I I think the point I want to make is that there are a lot of supporters of the border wall, supporters of the former president. That's a good thing. Who would say? Who would say that's what they get? That's exactly right. Um, Our news partners at KVIA 7 talked to Border Patrol spokesperson Valerie Morales, who said that it's major concern for the El Paso sector of the Border Patrol because of how serious the injuries are. And uh, Morales, the spokesperson for the Border Patrol in El Paso, says a lot of blame lies with the human smugglers. So what they'll do is they'll put up a ladder on one side, but they don't have anything on the other side. So you're either you're on your own or you're supposed to jump or whatever. Um but I've got plenty of... Uh, I, I, I was just looking at some of these stories and then going to the comments. According to a lot of people, that means the border walls are working. Oh, you're telling me somebody illegally trying to get into the country uh, broke their leg after climbing the border wall. Well, that's supposed to be how a barrier works. Uh, the biggest problem that some of these people have is that Americans have to absorb the cost. So in the case of El Paso, the El Paso Times article said that the county hospital has provided $14 million in medical services since 2018. But the federal government so far has only reimbursed $2.7. Oh, my so gosh. So really it sounds like a lot of that burden is falling on county taxpayers. 
But if you uh, doubt what I'm saying, if, if you doubt that there are some people who see a story about an impoverished, desperate person uh, falling off a wall and coming away with you know, multiple fractures or a broken leg or uh, leg bones sticking out through the skin, if you doubt that there are some people who hear about that and say, good, that's what they deserve, here are just a few comments uh, on, that were on the story for CBS 8 in San Diego. Great. Working as intended. Illegals are going to risk their life to enter illegally. It's their own damn fault. Somebody who calls himself American Snorlax says, so the wall needs to be higher. It's too low. Meaning, oh, a horrific injury is not good enough. We want those falls to be fatal 100% of the time. Sergeant Miller says, don't care. And if you think that I'm overgeneralizing about where they're coming from politically. Sergeant Miller, who said don't care, followed up with, I love Trump. (laughs) (laughs) So the the point I want to make is I think it's possible, I think it's possible, maybe it's not common, for somebody to be in favor of securing the border. Somebody could be in favor of even the walls. Right. Without having to celebrate crippling injuries. Which, jets and saying, oh, good, I'm glad that happened to these people. but in Which the, are a bigger drain on taxpayer resources, it seems like. Yeah, I, it's, it's the gloating part, I guess, that bothers me. I mean, what else is, what, what, what else is our side supposed to do? Put a ladder on the other side? Hey, if you get to the top, you've got to have a way down, so we're going to provide a ladder. Just for a bunch you. of trampolines. Today is... Intergalactic Star Wars Day. It's being celebrated around the universe, guys. And Joanna has a list of May the 4th events going on in El Paso. Can you tell us about some of those, Joanna? Sure. Well, if you want to prove that you're the biggest Star Wars fan in the galaxy, Rubik's Arcade Bar will be holding trivia tonight. Trivia is free to play, and its sign-up starts at 9 over at KLQ.com, you could click on the link to find out more and how you can register. I feel like I could really clean up. Oh, really? Yeah, if they're giving away, like, you know, free order of wings or something. <laughs> the pizza joint, Unlimited actually. play on Qbert, whatever they got over there. Qbert? Qbert? <laughs> you don't remember Qbert? No. <laughs> well, you know, that arcade bar, like, I feel like it really will get you in the mood. Uh, uh, bar, yeah, it's, a, it's an arcade bar, Buzz. Yeah, Qbert was an arcade game. You guys, you ever heard of I do, how about Defender? I saw that movie Pixels. Defender, okay, Defender. Frogger? Frogger. Frogger. You just never heard of Kubert? Nope. Okay. Watch Pixels. Kubert was very popular, <laughs> circa 1983. <laughs> <laughs> the Pizza Joint will be hosting not just a trivia, they'll be hosting a costume contest, a Star Wars raffle, and an open mic. All oh. starts at 7. To secure your spot, you can click on the link over at KLEQ.com. Uh, so dust off those Jedi robes. Buzz, <laughs> I'm sure you have some. He doesn't need to dust them off. <laughs> they have already been dusted. They, He's using they're called pajamas. <laughs> Buzz. Wait, they're having an open mic, so what would you do? Like freeform, co- freeform uh, poetry that you'd written about Star Wars? Yeah. Get you some snaps. Intergalactic snaps. And that's at the pizza joint? The pizza joint downtown. The downtown location. Yes. Okay. 
And then Star Burgers and Fries, which is a pop-up food truck, will be celebrating at Old Sheep Dock Brewery at 3900 Rosa Avenue. They're going to be having a Star Wars Loteria. Ooh, cool. Star Wars? A Star Wars. So if trivia is not really your thing, go check out some Star Wars anybody Loteria. Can, anybody can win Loteria. Yeah, it'll be fun. They'll also have some Star Wars merch for sale. I might consider doing the open mic portion. Okay. And since they're encouraging costumes, you, I'd probably dress up as Do well. you have any Star Wars poems? I don't have poems, but I might have a little comedy material. Oh, really? Oh. Why did the Jedi cross the road? Why did the Jedi cross the road? To get to the dark side. <laughs> Why is Master Yoda so good at gardening? Why is Master Yoda so good at gardening? Why? He has a green thumb. <laughs> <laughs> is this thing on? I can only hear myself breathing. <laughs> what do you call a potato that has turned to the dark side? What do you call a potato that has turned to the dark side? I don't know. What? Vader tots. <laughs> Nico's laugh sounds like it too. <laughs> Where does Princess Leia do her shopping? Where does Princess Leia do her shopping? At the Darth Mall. I know you're out there. I can hear myself breathing. <laughs> what is the internal temperature of a tauntaun? What is the internal temperature of a tauntaun? Lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> because it, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Joanna, Luke has to get inside of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Jokes are not improved by explaining them, you fool. <laughs> Which Star Wars character is a Florida man? Which Star oh. Wars character is a Florida man? Orlando Calrissian. <laughs> oh. What do you call a Sith who refuses to fight? What do you call a Sith who refuses to fight? A Sithy. <laughs> that is all I have now. Nice. Woo! Thank you. Yeah, good job. Over and out. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the sport of fencing and the sport of fencing in El Paso. We're going to talk about how uh, lightsaber fighting has become a part of fencing in some parts of the world, anyway. And Nico's really, I guess, uh, the expert on fencing. Because what did you do? Take a lesson or two? What was the deal? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> Starting at the age of seven. And then when I turned 13. Seven? Yeah, I was seven. Wow. And then you were a, a youngling. I was a youngling. And then at the <laughs> age of 13. Did uh, you have to grow one of those rat tails like Anakin did? I never grew a hair buzz. Okay. Oh, you never had enough <laughs> yeah. hair to grow a rat tail? Got it. 
right. and then uh, then I got a wonderful coach, Miss Margaret Long at 13. Uh, she was my coach. And, and Margaret is here. Margaret is here. Nico's fencing coach. A little. Let's get the microphone a little closer. And I know Margaret's son, Brian. I, I just met Margaret's other son, Quentin. Hi, Quentin. Hi. Good to see you. How long have you been fencing, Quentin? Since I was also like seven years seven, old. Seven years old. Yes. All right. Joanna, you said people were requesting something very specific. Buzz, yeah. Star Wars Day, they have a new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. And, and everyone's requesting a trailer breakdown. I clicked on something, but it was only like the teaser that a trailer is coming out. Is there a full length? There is a full one. Just came out a few minutes ago. Our good friend Eli of the Moon. Oh, no. Eli's on top of everything. Oh, yeah. Really, he, Eli should be the one doing the trailer breakdown if it's anything to do with Star Wars. <laughs> kind of. Oh, no, he's, he's very into it. But no, tons of requests for you to do this trailer breakdown. Okay, I, I will later. How about that? Fun! Uh, maybe, Margaret, some people didn't know that fencing exists in El Paso. There's a place you can go and take fencing lessons. Why don't you tell us about your history of fencing and uh, fencing in El Paso? Of course. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, well, Fencing El Paso has been here since 2002 when we actually formed with Nico and about 10 more students, Saldelon Fencing School. Mm-hmm. And since then, we have been no stop. We have been in YWCA, YMCA fence, uh, fencing in there. And then finally, we have our, our own facility here in El Paso. And I was excited about last year, finally, the facility belonged to Saldelon Fencing School. We bought the facility. Okay, so you've been the owners for about a year now. Yes, of that particular facility that is on Pershing, 3525 Pershing Street. And people sign up, what ages sign up? Oh, wow, (laughs) three all the way to 65. (laughs) That's what we have right now. You mean somebody even my age who doesn't have... Come on, you're still very young, so I don't know, see, why not? I'm a big target. There's too much... (laughs) They lay it all over the place. I see those fencers. (laughs) They need to be be like Quentin. They need to be skinny, so when they turn sideways, there's hardly anything there to stab, right, Q? But you you know about it is... It's not about all the physique. It's also about the mental game. Is the keeping the brain active. Right. Uh, you know, that's one thing that we wanted. We want the kids to get out in front of the games, uh, the computer games, using just the finger and get on the street or pissed and sp- sprint the sport of fencing, not just physically, but also keeping the mind busy. And as we get older, we need to do that. We need to keep our mind active and well buzz definitely does yeah for sure oh yeah my mind is just burning out like every day it's like a bulb that's slowly dying (laughs) and you know like jedi fencing requires much concentration yeah and you got to be you know thinking how many calories does it burn quentin maybe you could talk a little bit as far as exercise goes do you really work up a sweat oh yeah yeah you work up a lot of uh definitely a sweat because you're having to wear all the gear the fencing mask and and they they say like one mile of running is equivalent to like three minutes of hard fencing. And, and nobody can run a mile in three minutes. Uh, no, think. no, but it, it's <laughs> that would be fast if they could. Do but that. you know, it's it's a, it's a lot of work. And, and besides just being physical, it's like what Coach Margaret was saying. It's extremely mental, and I think that's what I love a lot about it. That you have to not just you know use brute force, but also use your head and think about okay, what's the next thing I have to do to get the touch. Did you just call your mom coach? 
I did. Yeah, yes. and you said Coach Margaret. Coach or, Margaret. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start calling you Coach Margaret. Since, well. I, <laughs> since I started fencing with Margaret, I was 13. Quinton was seven, I think, at the time, uh, six or seven, when he would just come around and watch us uh, do it. And then, you know, uh, Quinton's a full-time coach now, and yeah. and uh, he's been doing it for 14 years, which is great. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of weird maybe to say, oh, Coach Margaret. But this has been his coach for 14 years. Uh, you have to You have to respect your sensei. You bet. <laughs> you definitely had to respect that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so here's what they're doing in France. And I guess, would you consider France kind of the home of fencing? Well, one of the countries, Europe in overall, has been the the start of the sport of fencing. Yeah. They are the one that they actually start the sport. And it's still predominant right. with the Italian team and, and all of those ones. But as you can see, um, fencing lightsaber has been officially in nominated as a sport for the Fencing Friends, Friends Federation. And you're you're aware of this? Oh yeah, yes. You you know about lightsaber fencing? Yes. And you don't see it as uh, an abomination to the sport? Oh, eventually might be <laughs> 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 lightsaber, but you know, but lo- fencing. Uh, you know, you can ask me all about saber and and the different weapons, epee and foil. Uh, and I'll, saber. Saber. Right. Saber's one of them. Saber is one of Saber's them. Saber's one of them. We uh, used to practice fencing a lot, but what we would use were those cardboard tubes that wrapping paper came on. <laughs> <laughs> that was you were a cardboard knight? Cardboard yeah, knight. and I wouldn't cardboard call it fencing so much as hitting your little brother with a cardboard <laughs> tube. Wait, 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 wait. So they've updated a weapon that can be used for the first time in 200 years, and the weapon they chose was the lightsaber. Yes. And a big part of it was because of the popularity. It's a way of getting people into the sport and kind of just, you know, uh, showing them that there's the fun side, I guess, like lightsaber. There's the competitive side and the sportsman side. Well, I could tell you in this video uh, a couple of things that they're doing wrong. First of all, (laughs) they need to have the lights dimmer so you can really see the lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And if they could pump some dry ice or some kind of dramatic fog in there, it would look a lot cooler, too. Uh, they call it <laughs> Joanna. Did you catch that? They call yeah. it saber laser because of copyright. Dude, you gotta respect that. Oh, this is good. This is interesting, dude. You cut your fingers off that way with lightsaber. Yeah, you, you can't be touch it from the middle of the blade. Quentin, are you familiar with uh, Star Wars? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you know Star Wars. I, I've definitely watched all the movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. this guy does not I, act no, like he's he, never seen a lightsaber yeah, before. I don't know what he's doing right there. <laughs> What he's saying is, this is not how you uh, handle a lightsaber. You cut your stupid hand off right. if you handled it like this. I speak French. Ah, <laughs> look at what's that? What what is that a picture of? That's you got the, any idea? It's Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, but it's a that's a mask. That's, that's a, a fancy mask. mask. So yeah, they it's use a fancy mask. Yeah, yeah, they use the same equipment that you use in fencing, especially the mask, and they actually score the touches similar in the way that we do in fencing. Fifteen touches match. The, the touches on the body and the head count like five touches. Right. The touches on the leg also cut, uh, is count as five. And I then thought it, they pronounced, Coach Margaret, you're saying touches. I thought they pronounced it touche. Touche, yes. Actually, yeah. when you're referring... Touche. 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 Yeah. Well, then why, do, why in my head am I thinking touche? 
Like we I mean, use, somebody makes a good point or zings you or really touche. touche. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah okay. that's what you could say. All touche. Right. I'm sorry to interrupt, Coach Margaret. No, no, no problem. Um, the whole referee in international competition is in French, so it's you got to know pray. what they're saying. Yes, ebrupre, ale. This mm. means ready, fence. On guard. Prêt, allez, on guard. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so there are some terms that they still all in French. Nico, je voudrais un tasse de café, s'il vous plaît. Well, no, thank you. Okay. You, you were supposed to, if you did fencing, you should know French. Not necessarily. You know no? fencing French. <laughs> you don't know fencing what I just French. said to you. <laughs> no. What did you just say? Uh, you look like a- you made like, something very romantic. I said, can you get me a cup of coffee? <laughs> and then I added, added, please. But that's one of just like five phrases I know. Omelette du fromage is another one. A cheese omelette? Yep, that's right. right. Cheese omelette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's also a lot of com- competition uh, for it. I mean, it, not only is Margaret coaching here in El Paso. So we're, we're one of the few cities that has a, a club. Not every city has a club uh, in it. So it's it's a rare thing that we, we're, and we're lucky enough to have one. And Margaret takes uh, competitors to uh, local competitions, regional ones, state competitions, and nationals. Eventually, so did you guys go to nationals last year? No, we didn't. Okay, because yeah, of the with and the COVID, mm-hmm. uh, we have been kind of um, holding on that. How about the uh, lightsabers? That's not anything you do at, at uh, your place yet, but would you consider no, doing it? That's something that we definitely we will seek into it today. For example, we have a jazz practice in Sabron, so anybody is invited to go to our facility. And look at what our students do with the weapon called Saber. Okay, and mm-hmm. you could do that what time today? Uh, seven to eight. The, and those those are real sabers, like metal ones. Like yes. you're gonna be hit with metal sabers. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're they're they got to be blunt or something, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, it's still a thin piece of metal hitting you across oh, no, the no, body. No, no, no. I'm not minimizing it or anything. Quentin. Mm-hmm. Since you started fencing and Nico was already into it and a few years older, was Nico as good as he tells everybody? Nico says he was really good. I just want... No, he the, actually was really good. He was good, yeah, coach? Yeah, he actually was You good. agree? Yeah, he actually um, was um, at the national level. Mm-hmm. I was uh, happy to be part of that uh, adventure with him when he actually reached the podium on top 10 at Youth 10, Youth 12, and Youth 14. Mm-hmm. What caused him to wash out? Why did he not go on to? <laughs> why, why didn't he get to the Olympics? Or his brother fenced in college, and Nico didn't do that. So what held him back? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll need to ask Nico about I, that I, part. I think I know what the answer is. What you wanted to do comedy? Right, you distracted I just to from tell. the discipline of. Uh, yep. Fencing is a very demanding sport. It is a very demand. It is a very demanding you sport. You cannot yes. serve two masters. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about that. Yeah. It is a sport that requires a, a quite a bit of time dedicated every day. When I used to fence, I basically spent my entire day f- practicing. Right. I fence all the way to the Pan American game. The Pan American games. Yes. Wow. You must have really gone up against some super talented people yes yes so there was 
there was quite a demanding game. And after five years, uh, I say that's enough yeah. to put that amount of time and energy, energy into something like that. But Does it, it take a toll, like on the knees or anything? Because I notice everybody, it seems like they're always in a crouch position or a squat position. Yeah, the squat position is a wonderful uh, exercise for your legs because your, your legs and hip and lower back is in great shape, standing if, that way. If our producer, Joanna, wanted to go out, would you let her uh, take a class? for free to see if of she course. likes it. Joanna. Of course. What? Yes. Yeah, Joanna. She wants to know How if she fun. could bring... Okay, it's like the one that Darth Maul used where it's more like a... Two-sided? Uh, yeah, what's yeah. that thing called? A bow staff? Yeah, a bow staff. Could she use a bow staff since she's a beginner? Sure. Uh, you could use a bow staff. Think of, the, think of the huge advantage you'd have all over the other people using regular swords, oh, Joanna. Yeah. But then you would have to be ready to invite her nephews, her sister, and her mom. Oh yeah. yeah they're, they're, oh, there's is there an age limit? <laughs> no. There's not an age limit. <laughs> no, there's not. A lot of people take it into their sixties or you know, older. Uh, so tell us about people could observe it today. You said seven to eight in the evening? Yes, actually we start our training at six o'clock and all the fencers are going to be wearing their equipment, fencing gear. And if and somebody just wants to see how it's done, you just go in and say, I'm here to observe, and, yes. and they're welcome to go. Is yes. that just today, or do you yes. welcome people other days? We welcome everybody every day. So we if somebody's have... interested, they just come in, I want to see what it's all about, yes. and that's totally normal, and you'd let yes. them do that. Yes, we do it all the time. We offer every Tuesday and Thursday yeah, right. Class. Yes. So head over if you want to see some real cool competitive fencing. Do you know what I think is some cool fencing? What? In The Princess Bride. You ever seen that movie? Oh, where yes. The, the man in black and Inigo, Inigo Montoya. Montoya. <gasps> you killed my father? Yes. Prepare, Prepare to, to die. Prepare. Yes. I want to do that. And jumping backwards and throwing the sword. I bet you guys don't teach that. Do you get throwing the sword <laughs> no, in the air and catching it? that is the stage fencing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You I tell think, me. <laughs> I think I lean more toward the station. Stop us. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Coach Margaret. You're welcome. Thank you, Coach Quentin. Thank you. It was nice meeting both of you. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? Maybe lightsaber fencing is a thing that's going to be coming to El Paso. Soon. Like yeah. it should come to other places. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We uh, had a message from the app chat. Uh, Troy from Las Cruces. I hope uh, Troy's listening. He writes, I need y'all's help to put positive energy out there in hopes my baby will come today and be a Star Wars baby. Oh, oh my God. That's so cute. All right, so it sounds like Troy is an expectant father. Positive vibes to you, Troy. Let me put it out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. Push. Push. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is this the? Is there, are you doing the scene? Are you doing the scene of of Leia and, and I'm just and do, making Lamaze sounds, thinking that <laughs> if the mother can hear him, maybe that's going to trigger something. May the force be with her. Push! Come on, let's get that baby out here. So it's a Star Wars baby, not a Cinco de Mayo baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you do not want this to cross into Cinco de Mayo territory. Right. <laughs> We'd be looking at a point where it's like. Uh, Every birthday, there's already a Cinco de Mayo. Everybody's already drunk by the time the cake comes out. You want a Star Wars baby, not a Cinco de Mayo baby. <laughs> well, good luck, Troy. We're definitely pulling for Yeah, that. definitely. I wonder if he has any names picked out. Like, it'll either be Luke or Leia. <laughs> One of the two. Ben. Chewy. Ooh, Chewy. Anakin. 
No, but Chewy has to be Jesus, right? Well, yeah. But, you know, they call him Chewy. Call him Chewy? For sure. Oh, man. <laughs> the first time I heard that Chewy was a nickname for a name, like I'd never heard that name until I was already an adult. Really? Yeah, so I was like, oh, man, what other Star Wars nicknames do you guys give each other? Juan. Star Wars nicknames. Obi-Juan. 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 Kenobi. <laughs> yep. Arturito. Arturito. Arturo Arturo Dito. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Uh, they're asking me to do a breakdown of the new Obi-Wan trailer. Yeah. And Obi-Wan comes out later this month. Um, I had trouble finding it, but Joanna finally sent me the link to it. Ooh. So to just set the stage, uh, this is after Re- Revenge of the Sith. So the Anakin is fully turned. Most of the Jedi have been wiped out. Right. After Order 66. Yep. Obi-Wan managed to escape after fighting it out. No, he, he didn't fight it out with the Emperor. Yoda fought it out with the Emperor. With the Emperor so Yoda but... fought it out with the Emperor, and he escaped, we find out later, to the Dagobah system. Yes. And Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan helped Amidala get out. Uh, but he helped uh, uh, Bail Organa get out. And then he went to Played go find... Jimmy Smith's. And then he went to go find Anakin slash Darth Vader at that point on Mustafar. He defeated his former Padawan, Cut him left up. him alive. Yep. And then the Emperor showed up and turned him into Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And then Obi-Wan, I think there was some, he made some kind of comment that he's going to, or Yoda told him to keep an eye keep an on eye. the son of Vader, who's Luke. All right. So that's where the trailer opens. Obi-Wan is going to be on Disney Plus later this month. Well, that's nice that they gave the fans something for May the 4th, right? Oh, yeah. You appreciate that kind of fan service. Thank you, Lucasfilm and Disney. All right, there's a ship flying through an atmosphere that's very cloudy. I can't imagine this being uh, Tatooine because there's never cloud in the sky in Tatooine. Ah, he's coming in on a big metropolitan area. Who wants to bet this is Coruscant? Coruscant. All right, you see uh, stormtroopers, imperial stormtroopers patrolling the streets of, you know, I guess it could be any city, but it does look very much like the Coruscant that we saw in Attack of the Clones. That is a character known as the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely got a very vader look he's basically vader except without the helmet and it looks like he might be an alien of some kind but he's kind of the big baddie and he's got a couple of henchmen the and they dark look, side powers for sure right yeah he's a sith uh practitioner for sure it looks like they are embarking on to what looks to me like tatooine in this scene okay so so i think what's going on here you've got these people who are like hey not all of the jedi were killed we need you to hunt them down. In some of the novels, that was Darth Vader's main job. He was like the main Jedi hunter. Right. Uh, it looks like in this one, although they say Anakin... Uh, uh, Obi-Wan. Hayden Christensen oh. is part of this. So Darth Vader's probably going to come into it at some point. But this looks like the B team here. You know, like you send <laughs> the out... Inquisitors. <laughs> yeah, the, this the looks B like team. maybe the B squad that's on Tatooine. They're looking for Obi-Wan. Are they also going to find? And how does Vader not know that one, that his kids, one of them, went to the planet that he, he grew, grew up, up on. on? It seems like the Force 
would have shown some light on that somehow. This trailer, I guess, just came out a few hours ago, right? Okay, so you've got a young boy who looks to be 9 or 10, and he's playing that he's a space pilot on top a of that. A pod racer. It almost looks like pod racing. Yeah, he's on top of that little hut that his uncle Owen, Owen and Aunt Beru lived in, in A New Hope. Ah, uh, and from a distance, it's Obi-Wan keeping an eye on a, a young Luke Skywalker, like an adolescent Luke Skywalker. Ewan McGregor looks wizened and old in this. He looks amazing. Look you at think him. so? Yeah. Well, I think Make we all bigger. look about 20 years older since... 20 years ago? Since 20 years ago. <laughs> kind of makes sense, right? You know, the aging, though, looks right. This this looks like how Obi-Wan, uh, Alec Guinness, might have looked 10 or 15 years before, before. Yeah, that's Star Wars. Okay, the guy who said, leave us alone, is Uncle Owen. So Uncle Owen is Luke's uncle because his... Let me see if I can get this right. His father married Luke's Anakin's mother, mother. Shmi, or Shmin. Well, wasn't she a slave and he took she her on as a slave? She bought him from... He, uncle Owen bought her from Watto. And then they were raided by... Not Uncle Sa Owen, Uncle Owen's father. Uncle Owen's father bought Shmi, Shmi from Watto. Tricks don't work on me, only money. <laughs> does that help if I do the voice to let you remember yeah, what character it is? Then she was abducted by sand people, and they killed her, and Anakin went back and slaughtered every last Tusken Raider that he could get his hands on. It looks like Obi-Wan in this scene is talking to Uncle Owen, and that's who he left Luke with at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Oh! So you know from the original Star Wars movie, I don't want you messing around with that old crazy wizard. He's going to give you some <laughs> some bad ideas. Now you go out there on the East Range and check on those moisture evaporators. <laughs> All right, a lot of effort is going into tracking down Obi Wan Kenobi. We know that there are other Jedi who also survived. Ahsoka showed up on the Mandalorian, so she's still out there. And Yoda's chilling someplace on Dagobah. On Dagobah, yeah. Ah, so they're looking in all these big cities and galactic centers and whoever this Inquisitor is. I don't know who this character would be, but obviously she's one of the Jedi hunters. She's making the suggestion, maybe you need to look someplace a little closer to home, like the planet that you grew up Darth on. Vader grew up on. Ah, uh, cool. We're going to get some good fight scenes between Obi-Wan Kenobi and some bounty hunters, maybe even some bounty hunters that we've seen before in some of the movies. Oh, 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 oh. They just showed, like, putting together a body. I'm hoping maybe this is Vader that we're talking about here. So you've got the, like I say, the B team. It looks like this guy is known as the Grand Inquisitor, and he's got a couple of aides that are bounded determined to find Obi-Wan. Uh, 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 uh. <gasps> They're showing them putting together the suit of armor for Darth Vader, which I could have sworn we saw that at the end of Revenge of the Sith, but okay. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter to revisit it's always good some to see of those. It twice, yeah. Yeah. That last scene, it had 
the breathing sound and Obi-Wan looking up, which may not mean that there's ever a face, another face down between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. I'm trying to think if there would be. No, because, because in, a, he says, in A New Hope, he... He says, when we last met, you were the master and I was the, the apprentice, the apprentice. Right. So as much as they might like to make it seem that the Obi-Wan series is going to have a showdown between Kenobi and Vader, probably won't. The continuity of the film kind of rules that out, I think. Unlimited or limited streaming service, May 27th. On Disney Plus, Obi Wan Kenobi will be available to watch, uh, and they did a cool thing with the Disney Plus logo there. They in- involved a Sith lightsaber in the Disney logo, and that's it, guys. That's all there was. Nice. I probably look. I'm not the <laughs> ultimate Star Wars authority, so I, I'm sure I made some glaring mistakes and omissions, and maybe just out and out misidentified some people. But if anybody wants to uh, chime in, Eli uh, of the Moon, I kind of defer to him as more of a Star Wars expert. But that is the official, the second official trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi coming May seventh to Disney Plus. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Here is Nico Ajimian with today's news headlines. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Starbucks interim CEO Howard Schultz says employees will be getting new pay raises and benefits, but not at stores that are unionizing. Stores that are unionizing will still see hourly wages boosted to an average of $17, something that was announced in October. But Schultz says he doesn't have the power to offer the new incentives at union stores because it can't act unilaterally. Those incentives include expanding training, improved sick leave, and credit card tipping. The Starbucks workers' union called Schultz out on Twitter, posting, that's not how labor laws work. And Starbucks, they know it. Yeah, I mean, this is really uh, punitive toward those locations that have unionized. I right. mean, he can say, well, I don't have the power to give you a raise, but that they know that's not That's true. just a way of getting back at them. Yeah. And a message to send to other places that might think about unionizing. You even think about this, we might throw you onto the heap of people that aren't getting the raises. Right. The corrections officer and escaped murder suspect who have had who have been missing for several days had a special relationship, the local sheriff confirmed. Inmate Casey White and Lauderdale County Assistant Director of Corrections, Vicki White, no relation, who are not related, went missing from Florence, Alabama on Friday. Investigators received information from inmates at the Lauderdale County Detention Center over this weekend that there was a special relationship between Director White and inmate Casey White. That relationship has now been confirmed through our investigation by independent sources and means. Casey White was charged with two counts of capital murder in September of 2020 for the stabbing of 58-year-old Connie Ridgway. He could face the death penalty if convicted. The U.S. Marshal Service is offering up to $10,000 reward for information leading to Casey White's capture and $5,000 reward for Miss Vicki White. And this is another piece of the puzzle here that makes it look like uh, she she willingly helped him escape. So they know that she helped him escape. Right. Whether she did show, so willingly. So if some of the stuff that uh, is leading to that conclusion is it was her last day. She was set to retire. Mm-hmm. She had sold her home a month before. She sold her house? She sold her house a month ago. I mean... None of that in itself is is damning. And then you find out, well, they did have some kind of special relationship. 
somebody in the uh, app chat said, and I don't disbelieve him, but did anybody uh, confirm it independently? The inmate, the guy accused of murder, Casey White, is mm-hmm. almost seven foot tall. Yes, six foot nine. Wow. Wow. That's got to really be hard to miss. Out. Yeah. Out like a sore thumb. Well, some of the perks that people are saying Casey White received while in, in prison were things like extra portions of food on his tray, uh, special attention from uh, from uh, Vicky White. So there are saying they are saying that inmates inmates are reporting about perks. Now the officials didn't like the sheriff's office. They said they didn't know about these things, but inmates did. Knew that she was that there was some type of relationship going right. on. Yeah, favoritism. Favoritism, right? Hmm. Which ended with letting him out. <laughs> it's an extreme form of favoritism. And, and I assume going on lamb with him? Right. I mean, we don't know that for sure, but they're both myths. They've both, both been missing ever since the escape. Well, that day she told uh, her bosses she was taking the prisoner to the courthouse. She also said that she personally wasn't feeling well and that she was going to head over to a medical facility. Neither did he end up at the courthouse or did she end up at the medical facility. The European Union is squeezing Russia even more in the sanctions arena these days by calling for a gradual ban on all Russian oil. The executive arm of the EU proposed new sanctions against Russia today, which include a six-month phasing out of Russian crude imports. Russian oil accounts for about 25% of Europe's crude oil purchases. In a speech to the European Parliament, the head of the European Commission said the gradual embargo won't be easy because some member states are strongly dependent on Russian oil. But we have to work on it. She said the sanctions include a complete import ban on all Russian oil, seaborne and pipeline, crude and refined. Sanctions were also put on Russia's largest bank, two other lenders, three state broadcasters, and army officers and others accused of war crimes. Russian gas was not embargoed since the dependence on that was too great. The Supreme Court and Chief Justice John Roberts put out a rare written statement on Tuesday to address the leak of a draft opinion showing the panel's conservative majority of justices is poised to overturn nearly 50 years of established abortion rights, sparking outrage across the country. The statement on behalf of the court confirmed the document's authenticity, saying although the document described in yesterday's report is authentic, it does not represent a decision by the court or the final position of any member on the issues in the case. In a separate statement, but released together with the one from the court, Roberts called the leak a singular and egregious breach of trust, but defended the court's workforce and integrity, saying this will not undermine our operation. Do you want to play it? I don't have audio from John Roberts. Now. Oh, no, no. Uh, there's no audio from John Roberts, but there is audio of uh, protesters from right outside the Supreme Court. Here's President Joe Biden talking about them going overboard. I heard a lot of people saying that, oh, if they revoke or if they strike down Roe v. Wade, that's going to make abortion illegal. That isn't accurate. What it will do is make it uh, state by state decisions. So states will get to decide. And definitely there are states where the majority opinion, not just the governor, not just the legislature, but even the citizens, there are some states where abortion would be very popular and would remain available. And there are a lot of states, probably about half of them, where they would severely restrict it. Well, here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying overturning Roe makes abortion illegal in 26 states. Or they could do, you know, a 15-week, like some of them have already Yeah, but a lot of people, women don't even know they're pregnant, you know, until after 15 weeks, so... Well, that's not as extreme as like a heartbeat bill, right? which those have been up in other states. As soon as you can detect a heartbeat, you're no longer allowed to get an abortion. But 
plenty of states, including Texas, which kind of led the way on this, had already curtailed uh, the ability to get abortions. Well, you know, think, by the by the law where you could anybody could turn in anybody. Well, that's why this one's coming up in front of the Supreme Court. That's why they're addressing is because so many states had put up newer type of um, anti-abortion bills. You know, uh, the Supreme Court has upheld Roe v. Wade not just uh, in the '70s, but also in Casey, I think, uh, in 1993. Well, and they've, they've used it for 50 years as precedent. Right, and, sure. and and other cases have been setting that precedent as well. But uh, but. It, look, anytime a conservative president is in gets to appoint uh, a nominee to the Supreme Court, you know that's a big part of it, and it has been before Trump. I mean, it goes back to you know any conservative president is going to appoint somebody who right. would be at least open to the idea of overturning Roe v. Wade. Although I, you know, the weird thing is it does not sound like. John, John Roberts, Roberts, who was a George W. Bush appointee, it doesn't sound like he was in the majority on this. It sounded like he was well, dissenting along with Sotomayor. And, I think you can be conservative and be against abortion, but also think, but I still think protections should be, uh, should exist or things should exist that allow women, you know, a certain out of, in certain cases. Anyways. Well, it really is one of those issues is. where you, 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 you agree on a very fundamental question. And right. That is... Is the baby uh, a life? Is it a human life? At what point does it become a human life? And at what point does the does the fetus have some of the rights that we would grant any other person? And that is a, a legitimate, fundamental disagreement that many people have. And people who feel passionately that it is a life, there are probably that many people who feel passionately that it isn't a life. Well, and, and I don't know how you get. It's people not just to see. theoretical for. I mean, it's theoretical for us because neither you or me can have kids. But if uh, if either of us were women, and we, we might feel a little differently. Yeah, but there there are cases definitely where the law has ruled that oh that was a human life. In the case of where a pregnant woman is murdered, sometimes they'll charge the murderer with two murders. Right. You know. Yeah, so absolutely. There, there's definitely some kind of legal precedence that at at least at some point you are dealing with not one but two human lives in one body. Yeah. I, we're guys, honestly. We should have the least amount of opinions on any of this. Thing. Well, I don't know about that. I think so. I think women should be in charge of their body, and uh, nobody else should really get to tell them what to do with it. So, you know, there are a lot of women who are anti-abortion, too. Right? I do. I know okay. that well. And, but, you know, I think... Yeah. It, you have a certain perspective that is very much informed by your life experiences, right? I was an unwanted fetus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, I consider myself very lucky not to right. have been aborted. You were adopted. You were at yeah. an orphanage. And That's right. That, yeah, you're, that absolutely right. Yes, you are very lucky. And that, I think that informs your belief. And if I was you, I would. But I don't think it invalidates my belief either. I don't either. either. But I also think, you know, we're guys. <laughs> we really can't have an opinion on this. I don't know. Joanna, any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, if you don't have a uterus, shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a straight-up nationwide vote either. This no. is going to go through the legislature, and it's going through the courts right now. But. I have no idea. I've seen polls that say like two-thirds of Americans are in favor of having some form of abortion available. 
Um, but yes. The way it votes breaks down in the states. You've got some states that are, if they had a popular vote, you know, like a straight up or down vote on abortion, in states like Texas and Oklahoma, I think the uh, the pro life side of that would win. In other states, you know, California. Right. Well, let, East Coast. Let me bring up my next uh, story, which actually has to do with that poll. Uh, exactly. Amid reports of a draft Supreme Court opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade, an ABC News poll finds that majorities of Americans support upholding Roe, saying abortion should be legal in all or most cases and by a wide margin. See abortion as a decision to be made by a woman and her doctor, not by lawmakers. In this poll, 57% of Americans oppose a ban after 15 weeks. 58% say abortion should be legal in all or most cases. And 54% say the court should uphold Roe, compared with 28% who say the ruling should be overturned. Does that help answer your question about polls? No, because I know the nature of the polls can... It, depending on how the question was asked, and sure, that's true. Know, depending on what the conditions of the question were, it, it can vary. But even some of the numbers you were saying are very close to fifty-fifty. <laughs> you know, so it's a very well. It you is have a to very look. No issue. polls really uh, that measure national sentiment go past fifty. There's very little polls that show us leaning one way or the other. America's mostly right there in the middle about a lot of things. So, a couple points is a big difference. All right, the drought, the drought impacting the West is causing concerns about drinking water, but it's also revealing some secrets of Las Vegas' past. In recent days, boaters on Lake Mead found a body in a barrel in an area that years ago was underwater. Las Vegas police believe the body was probably dumped in the water in the 1980s. Vegas police believe this won't be the only gruesome discovery at the bottom of the lake and say it is likely more bodies could be found revealing that this is a popular dumping spot. The receding water levels are also revealing old plane crashes and even an old town that was built and then covered up when the Hoover Dam was built. All that's just been underwater this whole time, huh? Right. Was the, uh, was the body Teamster Union or some uh, president? <laughs> like Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah, it, was it Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> it was not. Okay. Russia's military is now significantly weaker, both materially and conceptually, than it had been prior to the invasion of Ukraine. This coming from the UK Ministry of Defense. Recovery from this will be exacerbated, exacerbated by sanctions, the ministry said in an intelligence update. This will have a long-lasting impact on Russia's ability to, to, blo- to deploy conventional military forces around the globe. And a Detroit man is facing charges. He was busted for having a marijuana vending machine at his home. <laughs> Agents with Why would you have a marijuana vending machine at your home? Well, to sell. And not inside the home. It was facing outside. Like on the porch? Well, uh, let, me, let me just go into it. Agents with the ATF received a tip in January that Marcellus Cornwall was selling pot from a machine at his home on the city's west side. What city? Uh, Detroit. I don't know what the marijuana law says in Michigan. I, I mean, I, I know you definitely can't sell it out of a vending machine yeah, from your home. That's the problem. I think Michigan might have a legal, might be legal right now. Sure enough, authorities say the agents bought drugs in February and March as part of their investigation. A search of the home turned up the uh, turned up guns. Cornwall said he purchased the majority of them off the street. Now I noticed you say drugs. Was, was there anything other than marijuana? 
in the vending machine? No, just... Uh, well, that's a surprise because I've heard you object to, when talking about marijuana, calling it drugs. Right. Mm, no, Michigan it, legal recreational marijuana. That's what they got? Yep. Oh, okay, so similar to what New Mexico New Mexico has. has. Uh, no, a search of the home turned up guns. Did I say drugs? You said drugs. They bought. Well, okay, you're right. I should. I should. I'm just saying. uh, I don't like people calling weed drugs. That's a personal picadillo of yours. It is. is. Anytime I refer to drugs, you're like, they weren't drugs. Drugs It was marijuana. With the exception of marijuana. Yeah, it's not. It's not a drug. Is coffee a drug? Is caffeine, you're saying? Yeah. Sure. Is marijuana a drug? No. Okay. Is alcohol a drug? (laughs) Yes. But marijuana, no. They get an exemption. It's a supplement. And inside, look into Nico's mind. Go on. <laughs> Anyways, the vending machine it's was... It's like how I have a thing where... Uh, little chocolate donut, little chocolate frosted donuts are not... Uh-huh. Don't have calories. Right. So because they're, they're little? Because yeah, they're tinier. They're not junk food. <laughs> <laughs> the vending machine was set up with Apple Pay and even took credit cards. One ATF agent called the right. machine brazen. So the machine would face out. It was like installed in a wall or a window from his, and then you could go walk past it from an alley and then just, you know, pay. Holy crap. Like how much would you have to put in? Well, you could Apple Pay it. Apple so. Pay it or Google Pay it or credit card it. Whatever. Could you do it with quarters? Sure. If you had enough quarters, it was a it was a high, he was making up to two thousand dollars a day in marijuana sales. But apparently, they also found guns at his home too that he was selling. So, not good for Mister Cornwallis. All right, you know I, that's an interesting question. States where they got recreational marijuana, but they also got like a concealed carry or a constitutional carry by having marijuana, which is still a federal offense. Yeah. Offense. Does that mean you're not allowed to carry your gun with you if you're also carrying your marijuana, even if the marijuana was purchased legally in Michigan or Colorado? I think there are some states where you can't get a concealed handgun if they if if they know that you you, consume marijuana. Right. That might be the next big battleground: is people who want to consume marijuana, but I also want my my gun, my Second Amendment rights. Yeah, there's probably a lot of people out there who are like, I want to, I want to legally purchase and transport and consume cannabis, but I don't think that that should take away my Second Amendment rights. Mm, yeah. And I think I, I think that's probably a really tricky question right now. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good question. All right, and finally, the Peanuts gang is putting a stamp on its legacy once again. Charlie Brown and Snoopy are honoring their late creator in a new stamp series. The Postal Service revealed new stamps coming this year that show 10 characters from the beloved Peanuts cartoon. There are two of each on the sheet with the 1987 photo of Charles Schultz right in the middle. The stamps will celebrate what would have been the cartoonist's 100th birthday this year. Other new designs coming include the Webb Space Telescope, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Snow Scenes, and Holiday Elves. And with the news, I'm Nico. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Today is Intergalactic Star Wars Day because it's May the 4th. As in, may the 4th be with you. Woo! Tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. We have at least one listener. So this is for Troy and I guess his wife. Uh, he is wanting us to send out some positive, positive energy. vibes, yeah. That his wife has the baby today. I guess he'd prefer Star Wars to Cinco de Mayo. He wants a Star Wars baby, mm-hmm. so. Push. Use the force. 
and go push. to the light. Come on, little baby. Not the dark. Wrong way. It's a great day to be born. If you're going toward the dark, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> Choose the light side. I did a t- uh, trailer breakdown of a new Obi-Wan series trailer that just came out, I guess, today. When does the series drop? 27th. Nice. May 27th, Disney Plus is when it's coming out. And I brought a couple lightsabers today. <laughs> Check this out. These aren't even the cheap lightsabers. These are the expensive ones. Oh, no, the cheap ones don't make noise and stuff. This one, like, if you hit something... <laughs> it's got sensors in it. Oh, it makes a noise. There you go. See, I just rocked your world, didn't I? <laughs> now, are these the ones that you had, like, you got at a, like, a con? Didn't you see you pay, like... Four hundred dollars. I paid. I paid an embarrassing amount of money for my lightsabers, but this this one here, <laughs> I I got for Toys R Us <laughs> before they closed down. So I was thinking we do uh, Star Wars trivia. Joanna's going to be the game okay. master. Okay. Yeah. And how about uh, for well, every one we get right, we get a point, and then at the end of it, whoever has more points gets to swat the other one. By how many points they won by. So say if I get one right over <laughs> you, I get to already. give you one swat. No. I, I'm not doing swats with you. Let me swat your backside, all right? The uh, loser? Doesn't the backside? A, yeah, that's what he said earlier. He was like, oh, the, the, you get your calves uh, swatted. I thought you were going to smack each other in the face with one. That's funnier, okay. <laughs> at least. So I could smack, I mean, if I win, because I could I, smack you in the face. Yeah. See, the lightsaber is... Long enough to reach. Let me swat you. Let me. Let's do a little swats in the back. I want to see marks of lightsabers on your cheeks, you guys. This whole week is a bunch of hitting each other for things. Because <laughs> we're, we're still trying to get word on the churros for tomorrow. Last week was very controversial <laughs> Cinco de Mayo because we did uh, the tortilla slap. Yeah, last year, which was hilarious. We did Mexican trivia, and every time you got one wrong, the other person got <laughs> slapped in the, the face tortilla. with the tortilla. And then we started folding that. it to get more mass. <laughs> said they were offended by that, but to them I would say Cinco de Mayo isn't even a serious Mexican holiday in right. Mexico. Right. So if we can't have a little fun with that. And I'm Mexican, so okay. I can right. say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joanna, how do you want to work? You want to go back and forth? Uh, and yeah. Will you also keep track? God, I'm the one that's more nervous for this. Okay, let's let's kind of set this up. Joanna, not a not a huge Star Wars fan. I've seen the movies, but I don't go into like deep details like you do. Okay, uh, Buzz, big Star Wars fan. So this could All go my life, ever like, since I was in third grade. See, this could go like really good or really bad. Yeah, it's always more nerve wracking p- picking the trivia. Buzz is going to complain, yep. right? Not if I win. <laughs> so, so, I got a real Trump like policy. Five, five? I won't complain as long as I win. <laughs> and this is why we don't do a lot of other games. Is that the reason? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys want to do what? Five each? Yeah. Yeah, you got enough for five each? Yes. All right, let's do it. I learned a lot about Star Wars, by the way, yesterday that I was coming up with these because I had to like fact check and make sure they were really Deep correct. Deep dive into yes. some of it? I didn't know that. All right, who wants to go first? I got, I got old Red here standing by. Old it's Red? It's a Sith lightsaber. <laughs> All right, why, why doesn't old Red Nico go first? He doesn't have a lightsaber yeah, he with does. him. He does, Boy. but the sound chip is burned out or something on it. You brought him the crappy one. 
One that doesn't just, even it, make noise. It, it doesn't, but it did at one point. God, remind me to take a picture of you guys later it's, for our Instagram. It's okay because I got uh, Luke's blue one. I have a little keychain one. Or is this Obi-Wan Dude, Kenobi's? Luke, Luke doesn't have blue one. Luke has a green one. Well, he had that a blue one. His purple. father's was. You got Samuel L. Jackson's. <laughs> no, no. Samuel L. Jackson's purple. It looks kind of purple from here. Uh, you get your eyes checked. <gasps> All right. Who's going first? I'll go first. Okay. Buzz. Yes. What is the rule of two? Ah, the rule. There can be only two. A master and, and an, an apprentice. apprentice. Oh, okay. So are you guys doing this together? <laughs> <laughs> I got one right. Yes. You agree that's right? Yes. So I get to slap correct. him in the face with a lightsaber, right? Yes. That's not how it works? Not nope. for each point. Like, oh. that would be five slaps. At the end, however many okay, you fine. get wrong. Buzz has one. Uh, yeah. All right. All right, my turn. Nico. C-3PO is fluent in how many languages? Oh, my God. 17,000? I don't remember the exact number. No. Over three million. <sighs> yeah. Three, is that three million? I don't know. Man, that's no. a tough question. When you're talking oh, about those big it? numbers, yeah, that's a tough Look, one. I didn't know what would be a hard one or what would be an easy one. Uh, he's a protocol droid, and he, he helps people with... Over 60 million 60 language. million. Oh. So, no for Nico. It's oh. a zero. I'm one up on you already. Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> In Return of the Jedi, what planet is the second Death Star orbiting? Come on! Is that an easy one? Uh, yes. You ready? Yeah. Uh, the answer would be indoor. Okay. Yeah. The answer would be indoor. <laughs> but they don't go down I'm to the planet sorry, of indoor. They I'm go down to the, the fifth moon of indoor. I'm going in the order that I have. Well, I guess I'm moon. So that's two for Buzz, zero for Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I swear, I'm just going in the order that I have them in. I'm just going to poke you right in the eye with this. I like the way this contest is going so far. All right, Nico, what is the name of the Wookiees' homeworld? Ah, the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk. Nice. Correct. Also where Yoda has a second home and vacation place. Very good. Yes, that is correct. I don't get a bell. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have no, a bell. No, uh, Buzz has been doing all of his own sound effects. because <laughs> you bell. gave him the bell the other day. Buzz, what is the nickname of the Wookiee bounty hunter Snuva? Ah, good. Oh. Finally, a tough one. This one comes from the Book of Boba Fett mm. and maybe some of the novels. All right, I... I feel like I'm going here. I want to make sure that I'm not saying anything that's going to come off the wrong way. But he's Black Kassan. That's the nickname you're going with? Yeah. Now I am judging, like, questioning my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't question your answer. Go for it. 
The answer I have is the furry bandit. Yeah, good job, wrong. Oh, wrong. I've never heard of the furry bandit. I've never heard that. Well, in obviously, any Star Wars. your Star I've Wars had knowledge. To do, like is, a lot of deep diving yeah. into that one, all right? That's, furry bandit. That thing. never appeared in any of the movies, and I'm not so much of a dork that I read the books. Uh, what about the book of Boba Fett? That's a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't call him the furry bandit. What did they call him? Like Black Kazan. Mm, I think furry bandit. Yeah. Good, good question, Joanna. Let's good question. Go with the one I got, yeah. and that's furry bandit. Good question. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Nico. Yes. <clears throat> what is the creature that lives in the garbage compactor of the original Death Star called? Ah, that's a great question. Not a Sarlacc pit. God, what was the name of the monster? It has one eye. Just plops up. It just plops up. Ploppy? <laughs> no. I Buzz, actually you know did him? read this in a in a collection of Star Wars short stories. Oh, wait, so but, this is from a book? Not, but I don't read the book not, because I'm not that big of a nerd. This book I did happen to read. It's called From a Certain Point of View, and it's like different scenarios from background characters that you see in the Star Wars movie. And it turns out that so that what's creature... what's the answer? Give me the first letter. It's a D. A Gorsuch. A Neil no, Gorsuch. A D. What? A D. A D. Die, man, I I I can't think of it right now. Nobody got it. What is it? Dianoga. Dianoga, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that that's some trivia. That's some deep trivia. That's some deep Wait, dive. Wait, who was that? Nico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't get it. No, for Nico. Buzz. <laughs> you, but you never do the He's ones where you hear. So hero. excited. <laughs> Buzz. Yep. What is the meaning of the lettering written on Darth Vader's chest piece? Ooh, good question. There's no, there's no lettering written yes, on it. Yes, there is. No, there's none. Yeah, there yes, is. Yes, there is. There's buttons. It's ancient Hebrew. And First of all, they don't have ancient Hebrew in Star Wars. It's a galaxy far, far away. That's anti-Semitic. You can't say there are no Jews in the galaxy far, far away. I didn't away. say there were no Jews. I'm saying it's in a totally different galaxy, so why would there be Hebrew anything okay, in it? nerd, answer up, all right? God, where did you... Can you just tell me where you got these questions? Yes, I Googled a bunch of Star Wars trivia. Oh, yeah, but you went... But this one has... This question was on so many of them. Now answer up, nerd. Yeah, nerd. It's not even a... Th okay. Uh, it's under the buttons. Like, right under the buttons, there's and some... there's some words? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there's characters. It's lettering. 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 But it means something. L'chaim. <laughs> <laughs> it's not L'chaim? It means his deeds will not be forgiven until he merits. Nerd. I never heard of anything that you're talking about. Oh, I thought it said one to rule them all, one to find them, one to bring them all, <laughs> and, and to the, the dark side guide them. No. <laughs> all right. What's the score right now? Uh, Buzz two, Nika one. I'm catching up. <laughs> I mean, the real loser of this is going to be Joanna. For it's me. No, it's not. Joanna, you have been doing a great job so Look, far. he got one wrong, and he's already mad. I'm the losing one right now. I'm telling you, you're doing fine, all right? Thank you. All right. Are we ready? Yep. Buzz's turn, right? Or is it my turn? No. My turn. Yours? My turn. Yes, yours. 
Nico, in the first Death Star, what detention block was Princess Leia being held in? Uh, detention block D. No. Is that your final answer? 11C? No. Apparently, this is one that a lot of people know. Do you know, Buzz? I thought it was. Could you steal? God, Landing Dock 17. No, that was where the Millennium Falcon (laughs) was parked. 17. Oh, my lightsaber just died, man. (laughs) There it goes. Uh, You don't have a lot of stamina. I'm the one sweating I, over here. I don't God. know. Man, I don't remember, like, numbers. Okay, nerd. I can barely remember the droids' numbers. <laughs> R2-D2? <laughs> yeah, I can remember and that. C-3PO? <laughs> but, like, the one who was in Rogue One, I have no oh, idea. I'm the one sweating over here. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Just give me some letters and numbers. Don't know. A-A-23. Uh, A-A-23. Detention block. A-A-23. Yeah, that, that's it. All right. Are there any more? Yeah, Buzz, you want to do one more? Can I answer it in the voice of Jabba the Hutt? Sure. All right. Buzz. Bosk is, <laughs> is a big name among the bounty hunters. <laughs> but his yellow jumpsuit also made an appearance in another famous sci-fi franchise. What franchise is that? Whew. That's too good. That's a really good impression. Was that an answer? What's, that? What's your final answer? He's having more fun playing Java. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot what question. Two thousand one space odyssey. Is that your final answer? Yadam. Wrong. Oh. <laughs> Doctor Who was the answer. Oh. oh. Wait, did you say a movie? I said sci- sci-fi franchise. Yeah, she did. Not necessarily a movie. <laughs> so, Buzz, your, your questions are not great. <laughs> <laughs> you, this I, was bound to happen, Joanna. Yeah, I expected that. This, there was no way of avoiding it. How many it. more questions do we have? Let's do one more for Nico. Yeah. Nico. Which of the main characters originates from the planet Corellia? Oh, come on. That would be Han Solo. Nice! You, you guys are tied. <gasps> We're tied. And I don't have another one. <laughs> so nobody oh, gets wait. smacked? I have one. I All have right. an extra question. All right. then that, the, Whoever I, answers it first. Okay, this is going to decide it. All the marbles. Are we ready? Yep. What is the name of the planet where Anakin Skywalker loses the duel against Obi-Wan? Mustafar. God dang it. Nice. (laughs) Nika wins. Yes. I thought you were saying loses the jewel. The duel. The duel. And I was thinking, oh, it's from one of the stupid novels or something. You're thinking run the jewels. (laughs) 
Yeah, Mustafar is correct. I think I get. I should get one question to to end it in a tie. I don't have another question. <laughs> yeah, Games give me work. another question. I have one. Okay, go. I don't. Give me one more. Just something you know. I don't know. I get I, to hit you on the head now. I. You just don't want to be hit. All right, here, hit me with the one that makes noise at least. <laughs> Oh, that's heavy. (laughs) You just hear a big old thunk. Boys, boys. I hate I hate putting trivia questions in the hands of anybody other than myself. (laughs) I knew he was gonna complain, so I was just like, "Screw it." That's what you got to do, Joanna. Just go into it knowing. (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Well, I guess they made the decision on which bands get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah! Dolly Parton got in even after saying that she didn't consider herself... She gracefully bowed out saying, I've never done a rock album, so maybe I don't deserve... But they inducted her anyway. We're not going to listen to you, Dolly. Along with other great (laughs) rockers such as Lionel Richie, (laughs) Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Carly Simon. Is Carly Simon rock? Uh, I mean, you, you know some of her songs? Yeah, she, Carly was, a, Simon she was a Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nika. Carly Simon did. Of, uh, I had some dreams. They were clouds in, in my, my coffee. coffee. Clouds in, in my coffee. coffee and... <laughs> You're so vain. I bet you think the song is about you. Yeah. About yeah. You. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that's rock? Yeah. <laughs> sure. How about anticipation is making me wait? Sure, that's uh, like thrash metal, I think. <laughs> thrash metal? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the only one that feels like they have to do this diversity thing where they let everybody country rap anything other than rock because Judas Priest didn't get in again this year the honorees were voted on by more than a thousand artists historians and music industry professionals each had a profound impact on the sound of youth culture and helped change the course of rock and roll really explain to me how Dolly Parton who I love as a country artist and as an actress and as a humanitarian, I love everything about mm-hmm. her. What did Dolly Parton do to change Judas the course Priest of rock? Judas Priest will be inducted. Hmm? Judas Priest is going to be inducted. They're going to be inducted. Uh, they're getting the award for musical excellence. Judas Priest, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis are getting the award for musical excellence. And Harry Belafonte and Elizabeth Cotton are going to be honored with the Early Influence Award. When you go back in time and you go to some of these early blues artists or even R&B artists, I got no I got no beef with that because that really did lay the groundwork War for rock, following. Yeah. But before and I I almost hate doing this because I really do have profound love and respect for Dolly Parton. So I don't want to like uh-huh. throw her under the bus. She definitely belongs in the Country Hall of Fame. She definitely belongs in the Boob Hall of Fame for that. (laughs) (laughs) This article says Parton is most associated with country music and is in the Country Hall of Fame. 
Well, why don't why don't you put Judas Priest in the Country Hall of Fame then? Country Hall of Fame since <laughs> is there a Country no, but, Hall of Fame? Yeah, of course there is. There's a Country Hall of Fame. There's a Grand Ole Opry Hall of Fame. They They're give bo- themselves award shows like every month. Oh my God, country music! So many awards. It, I don't know how country music even gets written and recorded because they're all at <laughs> ceremonies every week. It seems like uh, some artists who have made both the Rock Hall and the Country Hall include Brenda Lee, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Hank Williams, and the Everly Brothers. I'll be honest with you; I don't have a problem with any of those, <laughs> for that matter. The induction ceremony will be held November 5th at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Let's do entertainment news. Joanna Barba has our Hollywood news and notes. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Daniel Radcliffe stars as Weird Al Yankovic in an upcoming biopic about the legendary musician, comedian, and parrot. Oh, did anybody else's headphones go weird or was it just mine? Must have been just yours. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, ahead of the film's premiere this fall, the first teaser trailer has been released. The film, aptly titled Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story, was written by Yankovic himself alongside Eric Apple, who serves as the film's director. The biopic, quote, holds nothing back, exploring every facet of Yankovic's life from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. (laughs) I think that part's supposed to be a joke. (laughs) Famously depraved. Weird, the Al Yankovic story takes the audience on a truly unbelievable journey through Yankovic's life and career from the gifted child prodigy to the greatest musical musical legend of all time. (laughs) Obviously, this was this was written by Al. In addition to Radcliffe, Weird stars Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna and Rain Wilson as Yankovic's hero and mentor, the radio host Doctor Demento. Demento. Huh. Weird the Weird Al Yankovic story will be released exclusively on the Roku channel. An exact release date has not yet been revealed. Moon Knight season finale is now available on Disney Plus, and for the most part, the show has been warmly welcomed by Marvel fans for its darker and more character-driven approach to the popular comic series. <laughs> Despite the more violent tones of recent projects, the MCU has still yet to make certain adult-oriented milestones, the most notable of which is the use of explicit language. Despite the film classification rule of allowing every PG-13 or TVMA production to have one use of the F-word, Marvel is seemingly yet to take advantage of it. Well, in a screen rant exclusive... <laughs> They've never used an F-word in any of the Marvel movies. No. Yeah, I guess not. Nobody ever said, I can't lift this hammer no matter how hard I try. <laughs> That's heavy. Well, in a Screen Rant exclusive interview, Isaac revealed that he almost did manage to sneak an F-bomb into Moon Knight, but was ultimately unsuccessful. While discussing a conf- confrontational swing between Mark and Steven, Isaac revealed that he and his brother, who doubles for the character, based the scene on an internet meme. Isaac explained that the self-punch involving the polite Steve was based on a video of a young English boy who was punched in the face while rapping. (laughs) Isaac acknowledges the recognizable meme, but admits that while he did a lot of takes using the the line and the F-bomb, ultimately the final cut of Moon Knight didn't actually include him swearing. Well, I'm going to I'm going to introduce the F word into the Moon Knight series. Okay. I've been watching Moon Knight. It's been <laughs> ridiculous. That's a good use They've of it. They've got some of the dumbest king shit. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I actually let let one go. Oh my god. They've got the last two episodes have had a hippo lady. I still have 
can't even recover from that Star Wars quiz. Not a lady that looks like a hippo. A hippo that walks upright. A hippo. What the? Stop. I need you to stop. For the love of God. Stop it. I don't, there's no more dumps. And I, I know, it's so And funny. I can't believe I've watched every episode. What kind of kid am I? <laughs> you really? watched every episode? Every episode. I'm completely I, up to date. I thought you weren't going to anymore. That thing got me. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> moving on. Dave Chappelle was attacked during a show at the Hollywood Bowl last night. The guy managed to tackle Dave before security stepped in. Dave wasn't hurt, but his attacker was taken away in an ambulance. What is going on with the security these days? Yeah, seriously. Who's also, why didn't Chris Rock's crew get up and beat the hell out of Will Smith? <laughs> Did you say, Were you the one who said Chris Rock was in the audience? Chris Rock was in the audience, and then I'm reading a thing here that says that Chris Rock got up on stage and addressed the Will Smith slap at the Dave Chappelle show, but I don't, I don't have that confirmed. Interesting. Well, reports say the attacker had a gun and knife, but they were not used in that attack. According to AL.com, a journalist from ABC was in the audience and said that Chris Rock had already performed before the attack took place and later came on stage after the incident and joked, was that Will Smith? (laughs) (laughs) Well, with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We've got a true crime report coming up, and it is just moments away, so we'll be getting into that. We also have a concert flyaway contest that is ongoing every day, including Saturdays and Sundays. You're going to hear three key words to enter on the KLAQ mobile app. So 10 a.m., about an hour away, 2 in the afternoon, and 5 p.m., And that is every day, including the weekends, each day through Sunday, May the 22nd. The more code words you are able to hear, we won't repeat them, but as soon as you hear them, you can enter them on the KLAQ mobile app. And here's the concert that we're giving away. It's in Miami, and it's on June 18th. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett are part of this show. The prize is courtesy of Better Noise Music. You get airfare for two, hotel for two nights. Two tickets to the show, two tour t-shirts. You even get $500 spending cash from Town Square Media. So the only way to enter this trip is to listen for those code words. Enter them on the KLAQ mobile app. The first code word of the day is coming up in about one hour from now. Let's get to our true crime report. Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. A sheriff's volunteer in Florida was caught selling drugs out of his patrol vehicle. The 69-year-old sheriff's volunteer was named is named Dave Roberts, and he's a volunteer had been for several years with the Polk County Sheriff's Office. Well, he was caught by undercover officers last Thursday selling prescription pills out of his patrol car. Okay. While in uniform. Oh, great. I don't know if this is the part of the story that should grab my attention, but. A volunteer gets to drive a police car around and dress like a cop? Wow. The county started an investigation after talk got out that there was an officer selling oxycodone. Also, they found some of the pills in one of their patrol cars. Roberts, the volunteer, was busted by an undercover deputy. 
The Polk County Sheriff is Grady Judd, and he talked about the case in the most Southern Sheriff way you could possibly imagine. (laughs) (laughs) A bear? What? I'm hotter than a what? Boy, howdy, I'll tell you what, I'm hotter than a bear. A bear butt on a tin roof in August. (laughs) Mr. Roberts, the 69-year-old volunteer, was arrested on weapons drug traffic charges. There's a minimum mandatory sentence of 15 years for the drug charge. He also had marijuana and firearms with him. Probably the firearm was part of his police volunteer (laughs) setup, I would imagine. Sheriff Polk said... Mr. Roberts had been a volunteer for 12 years, but that he shouldn't have been cleared to be a volunteer because he's a convicted felon from 52 years ago. Roberts was arrested for a burglary when he was 19 years old. (laughs) A woman in Portland, Maine, got a DUI after driving down the stairs of her local police department. Driving down what? The stairs of the police department. Of all the stairs... To be driving down. Well, she went down the police. Department she had stairs. an excuse. She said she just went where her GPS was telling her. <laughs> no, I'm serious, <laughs> Joanna. It's in the story. Okay. Police in Portland, Maine, posted a pair of photos on Facebook over the weekend after a 26-year-old woman tried to drive her SUV down a set of stairs outside police headquarters. So not the inside <laughs> stairs, but the, oh, okay. the outside. They say they that she drove through their parking garage across a pedestrian plaza and tried to get back to the street by going down a set of cement steps. Her SUV got stuck on the steps. (laughs) And then she couldn't back up when she realized that that had happened. The woman, whose name is not given in this story, claimed that she was just following her GPS. Police decided to test her anyway and found excessive blood alcohol levels probably had more to do with it she's facing drunk driving charges uh-huh and uh, police in portland maine said it she's lucky no one was hurt very florida woman was pulled over for suspected dui last wednesday in a separate case while undergoing field sobriety test police say the woman performed multiple ballet and irish folk dance moves <laughs> uh, that should prove it right Police specified that she was not asked to perform, but volunteered to perform. <laughs> also, they said that uh, they found out she was drunk, too. Oh. We, we just wanted a straight line, all right? Family in Nebraska called police late Sunday night to report a burglary. They heard footsteps upstairs. They heard some bumping around, what sounded like someone walking upstairs. They were afraid they had an intruder in their home. So they called police. Police arrived and identified the suspect as the family's Roomba. (laughs) That's their robot vacuum. The Roomba was apparently doing some late night vacuuming. The Roomba was not arrested. Can a Roomba come on on its own? I don't have a Roomba. Yeah, I've been out for a long time, but I've never had one. I guess, yeah, if they're programmed for it. None of yeah, us right. have one. Yeah, right, programmed. 
But I guess they have like a little program. docking bay and they p- charge themselves and then they. <laughs> docking. Docking bay. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Our next story comes from the state of Washington, where a 70 year old man was shopping at Safeway, which is a grocery store chain. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Safeway or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Lathrop. The 70-year-old man spotted a couple, and he thought they were trying to steal from the store. So he ran over and blocked the door with his cart, demanding that they show him the receipt for their purchase. They refused, and an argument started that was verbal to begin with. Then it got physical. And that's when Patrick pulled out a gun and fired two shots. One of the shots grazed the other guy's neck. He was treated at a hospital and was released. Looks like he's going to be fine. Store employees told police that the couple had not stolen anything. But Mr. Lathrop, the shooter, was arrested and charged with first-degree assault. And he's trying to spin this as a stand-your-ground thing, mm. okay. saying, well, the other guy started beating him, and he feared for his life when he pulled his gun. It's like, if you park... You know what it reminds me of? When, when you were trying to put the trash out, and the guy was taking video of you? No, that wasn't <laughs> what I was thinking of. <laughs> I forgot about that. Those yahoos that stopped a guy jogging, and they pulled a gun on him, and then when he... Right. Fought back against him. They shot him. Oh, in right. Georgia. Ahmad Arbery. Right. And then they were like, well, he started attacking it. Yeah, after you shoved a gun in his face. Right. In this case, the guy actually shot somebody that he thought was shoplifting. By the way, uh, the shooter, Lathrop, didn't work for Safeway. He was just a shopper. He was just a shopper who had a gun. I don't like the way it's going where it's like, I can confront you and point a gun at you. But if you respond in any way, then I feel like I can shoot you because of the st- standard. Well, maybe your gun line. escalated the situation a little. Yeah, you think maybe pulling a gun on somebody might escalate things? It is worth pointing out that Mr. Lathrop was mistaken about the shoplifting. Store employees told police that they could not that they could confirm that the couple had not stolen anything. Oh, you mean I shot him for no reason? Well, I guess I owe him an apology. Yeah, but what if he had died? Well, I mean, that was grazing well, the neck. If if he had murdered him... I mean, that is what happened in that Ahmed Arbery case. They did kill him. Right. And finally, I think there's some amusing uh, audio to go with this one. A woman in Australia was stealing things by putting it into a stroller. The stroller, it turned out, had no baby inside. A worker stopped her outside the store and told her that he had seen her putting items into the stroller. Okay. I'm I'm just going to say it's it's in Australia but it still sounds kind of like a Monty Python skit because the woman is saying that you know she's proclaiming her innocence but she sounds like when one of the Monty Python dudes would play a woman. You know, you know those scenes I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here you go. This is the woman. There was no baby in the stroller. They discovered. Ew. I'm being repressed. 
And that is our true crime report. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Ba, 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 ba. We're going to have the uh, Mo Show calendar in just a few minutes. It's International Intergalactic Star Wars Day, so we'll have a little more on that coming up in just a few minutes. I've uh, got a couple of other entertainment stories. Pete Davidson was Kim Kardashian's date at the Met Gala. The Met Gala is where a bunch of rich people go to an exclusive party where they don't even have to pay. So the celebrities get invited. Yes. You know, because they're kind of the the attraction. Some people who donate a lot to to the Met Gallery... Uh, to the uh, New York Metropolitan Museum. Also, they, they get in. Then some people can just buy tickets for n- tens of thousands. It's of such people. a hot ticket. No, really, you can't buy the ticket. It's such a hot ticket item that this year was the first time Courtney Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian were invited. And it was a big and deal. And it should be the last. Because uh, uh, they hadn't been invited before. And uh, they, they hadn't gone to go. There's um, a story. So Anna Wintower kind of controls who gets invited and who doesn't get invited or she has final say so very notably (laughs) the story goes that she forbade anybody from inviting kim kardashian she didn't want kim kardashian until the year that kanye was the musical performance so there's always a big musical performance last year it was justin bieber but the year kanye was invited that's how kim got in and She's been back every year since. So, but the gossip is that Anna Wintower didn't didn't want I, I, any of the Kardashians there for a while, right? And yeah, this year was the all all of them were there. All the uh, Jenners were there, and the Kardashians. Pete had tattoos of all of Kim's children's either names or initials. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, Kim's, I saw this story, Joanna. I brought this up to Joanna. Joanna made a good point. She said, "How can you even tell?" Right. What's on his neck, or anywhere on his body, for that matter? Is he just trying to piss off Kanye West at this time? Right. Yeah, I think so. Look, I got your kids' names tattooed on my neck. Even D.L. Hughley said uh, that's crossing a line, man. And he had a beef with Kanye a couple of weeks back. Uh, I was going to play this. D.L. Hughley says you're crossing a line. By getting another oh. man's kids' name names tattooed on you on your neck. All right, right. Yeah, at that point you're just poking the bear. You're just poking really. the bear. You already know that he hates you, and might. I mean, right. I think Pete has felt threatened. I, I mean, mainly because Kanye West is making threats, public threats. <laughs> right, right. Not. not not, Not private threat, ones. Public threats. Where millions of fans are willing to listen or do whatever. Amber Heard is expected to be on the stand today, and I think this is eventually going to Have you have heard the word? What's going on with Heard? Bird's the word. Okay. <laughs> Her lawyers yesterday were presenting their case, and yesterday they put a psychologist on the stand who said that Amber, not only was she abused by Johnny Depp physically and sexually that she has PTSD. This is Dr. Don Hughes talking about Amber Heard's PTSD. Did that, it sound like the expert was just reading a list of things, like not even... Well, it's it sounds like she interviewed Amber Heard, for sure, because she said Amber Heard indicated to her that she had been violent on some occasions. 
Right. I don't think Johnny Depp admitted anything, so it does sound like Dr. Don Hughes is maybe basing that on reports, because I don't think Johnny Depp admitted anything. Exactly. Uh, if if he had, she would have said he had, you know, because she said that Amber Heard admitted the, one the hitting. The tells her everything, yeah. Do you want to hear a few more details, but they tend to be a little I do. graphic in yeah. nature? Well, it's after 9 a.m., right? Sure. Uh, okay, so this is something else that uh, Dr. Don Hughes described about the abuse suffered by Amber Heard, and uh, heads up, it's a little more graphic than the previous clip. So Johnny Depp was on the stand last week. I think he kind of delivered what his fans wanted to see. He admitted, you know, that he lives this kind of chaotic, insane lifestyle. He denied ever hitting Amber Heard, but he admitted to using rough language and slamming windows and doors and things like that. Mm -hmm. Admitted using a lot of drugs. I guess when you're Captain Jack Sparrow, your fans almost expect you to drink to have rum have an extreme lifestyle well and cocaine <laughs> Co- cocaine that box looks like it could fit cocaine uh they believe that amber heard is going to take the witness stand today um i guess johnny depp's legal team rested their case yesterday or on monday so they're they're all done and um there's pictures of johnny depp giving his lawyer a hug afterwards I guess Johnny Depp's lawyers get to cross-examine just like Amber Heard's right. got to cross-examine Johnny Depp. So we're going to see how Amber Heard does on the witness stand. The thing that uh, Drew Barrymore got in trouble was just saying, they're dragging all this stuff out. Nobody needed to know all this stuff. You know. Well, what's, what's she getting dragged for? Was Were people saying, oh, you're, you're not taking victim yeah, you're male not taking, violence? I think, male people, victims I think she was abuse? getting it from people who were saying you aren't taking male uh, violence against males, but you're also not taking violence against females, just that she called it a seven-layer dip of craziness. It is! Who can dispute that? And the examples that Drew Barrymore gave were not of the violence. It was something about the car? Honda? Oh, okay. I don't know what happened in the trial, because I'm not reading everything about it, but she does make a a joke. It's a real scorched-earth policy for both sides to drag all this stuff out, but it seems like yeah, Johnny right. Depp is willing to live with it. Right. And that's what she's saying. Like, you know, there's things that you don't really say about a relationship, but these people are just, they're airing them out of their own will, and everybody knows now. So Drew, right. Drew Barrymore had to end up apologizing for that. I don't feel like I've said anything that I need to apologize for, other than I think. Johnny Depp's going to lose the case, but he's going to win in the court of public opinion. Yeah, I agree. Just the way it's going. Uh, Amber Heard fired her entire PR team recently um, and switched over. I was reading an op-ed by a crisis manager who said that that is the worst time that you could ever do something like that because Johnny Depp's team put up a very effective uh, witnesses and even a video of Amber herself saying that she hit Johnny. And... Uh, the crisis manager was saying, look, you have all these things that Johnny's de- team put out. Right now is not the time to switch PR. It's time to go on the offense or really show what your your proof is. All right. Well, court's either just underway or about to, and probably uh, Amber Heard will be on the stand today. Let's get to the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events and find out what is happening. It is May the 4th. Happy May the 4th Star Wars Day to everybody especially you fans of Star Wars. 
I'm all, I'm the I'm the biggest fan of Star Wars on this show, according to our trivia contest. Can we just take a moment to celebrate me and how much I was dreading this trivia? Good job, Joe. Yeah. Some of your questions were. <laughs> I mean, not bad for a noob, I guess. I'm sorry that it didn't reach your level. Today is International Firefighters Day, <laughs> National Bike to School Day, and Intergalactic Star Wars Day. Woo! Birthdays today include actor Shamik Moore. He's 27, plays Miles Morales in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. What was that, the cartoon? It was the cartoon, oh. yeah. Well, yeah, cartoon. Whatever. Sportscaster, sideline reporter Aaron Andrews is 44. Also the co-host of Dancing with the Stars. And NFL sideline reporter for Fox Sports. And she was in town, was it last week? She was? Um, no, it was on 420. 420. <laughs> she was speaking to the YWCA on 420 okay. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Green Day bassist Mike Durnt is 50. You think he's going to get turnt tonight? For t- for 20 years, I just thought his name was Durnt. It turns out that's not his last name. Durnt it was a name given to him because he would go around playing air bass and going... That's true. And I thought... Uh, you know what I, we're going to call you? Durnt. Durnt. Will Arnett, one of the most popular Batmans of all time, is 52 today. He was Batman in the Lego movies, and he played Job on Arrested You were about to say Gob. Gob. I was about to say Gob, <laughs> but I remember it's Job. And he is the voice of BoJack Horseman as well. Anna Gasteyer, formerly of Saturday Night Live, has a birthday today. She's 55. And a birthday for country superstar Randy Travis, who's 63. He's had an eventful past decade. He had a stroke in 2013. Oh, God. Some, somewhere in there, he got pulled over extremely drunk. Um, Poor Randy. And then, then it happened again. But uh, hopefully Randy Travis is doing better. Lynn Spears, Brittany's mom is 63. You hear about her dad a lot, but did anybody ever talk about what the mom's position in this conservatorship? Well, Brittany was hitting out against her mom and her sister and her her whole family. Right, Joanna? A lot of of lashing out going on. It also just confuses me that the sister's name is Jamie Lynn Spears. And is Brittany's middle name Lynn as well, or no? Brittany. Oh my God, I don't know Brittany's middle name. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, the mama in that mess is Lynn the Spears. Mama. She's 67 today. Brittany Jean. Duh, Joanna. She had an album named Brittany, Brittany Jean. Brittany Jean. That's right. Duh, Joanna. From Motley Crue. Motley Crue guitarist Mick Mars is 71. I think that's one of the most badass names in the world. Mick Mars. You know, if you watch that uh, The Dirt in Netflix, I believe mm-hmm. it was Netflix that they did in that, that movie about him. Mm-hmm. He could barely walk when the movie started. So, like, when the band was forming in the 80s, he had some kind of condition that makes really? it really impossible. Huh. So, we're doing this trip to go see Molly Crew. They they must have, like, a hospital bed or something set up for him at this <clears throat> point. Like, he had, yeah, he has some kind of degenerative disease that he's dealt with for decades. Uh, Mick Mars of Motley Crew 71. 
He's about 10 years older than the other guys in the band. Ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosis spondylitis. Thank you. A chronic inflammatory form of arthritis that mainly affects the spine and pelvis. Oh, he was diagnosed when he was 17 years old. Yeah, yeah, he's had it like his entire life. So at the beginning of the movie, the guy who's playing Mick Mars, they, that's part of his character, is he's got a hard time staying standing for the a long time. The illness has caused his lower spine to seize up and freeze completely solid, causing scoliosis in his back and squashing him further and further down and forward until he's it was full, a full three inches shorter than he was in high school. How's he going to do this tour? Right. I don't know. Def Leppard's drummer lost an arm, and he still goes out on tour and drums with one arm, so I guess they can figure it out. Uh, actor Richard Jenkins is 75. I don't know if he's ever won an Academy Award, but he's been really great in everything he's been in. So Richard Jenkins, 75. This date in history, in 1968, or in other words, 54 years ago, the Big Mac debuted at McDonald's. Sweet. And there was a commercial that everybody, when I was a kid, knew all the ingredients to Big Mac because it was in the commercial. Two all-beef patty special sauce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. What? You weren't aware of that? No, I didn't know they had a commercial Secret like that. sauce, by the yeah. way. Thousand, Thousand Island, Island dressing. Yep. There was a rumor, it turned out not to be true, that if you could say the ingredients backwards in 20 seconds, in less than 20 seconds, McDonald's had to give you a free Big Mac. That turned out just to be an urban legend. (laughs) (laughs) And today is International Star Wars Day. Intergalactic Star Wars Day, in fact. Do you guys know what some of the stars of that first movie did before Star Wars? Okay, Harrison Ford was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. He'd also appeared in a George Lucas movie called... Uh, American Graffiti, but it was a very small, uh, hardly, barely speaking role. Uh, uh, that's all I know. Luke Skywalker. Had Mark been, Hamill. Had, he had been on a TV show, and he'd been in a, a movie or two, but he was very young. Carrie Fisher. Well, she came from a, a model? Show, she came from a showbiz family. Her mom's Debbie Fisher. Oh, her that's father's right. Eddie Fisher. Uh, so she was kind of like showbiz royalty, and Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, one of the most already, famous. He was an Academy Award winner, uh, English actor. I, he almost thought doing Star Wars was a silly thing. He definitely thought it was beneath him. Right. He. he I mean, he was this established English actor with he, a classical training. Even as an older man, what is this? People Star would stop Wars? and ask him. Like kids would stop and ask him for his autograph, and on at least one occasion, he told them, "I'll give you the autograph, but." You have to promise to watch some of the rest of my filmography. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good in this other movie. Uh, the guy who was in the Darth Vader suit, David Prowse. 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 He was. Prowse? A, he was uh, had appeared in a couple of movies, usually as a heavy. Uh, tall and uh, big, big and tall stores. He was yeah. in the ads for a he lot of those. Also helped other celebrities get in shape for movies. He was Christopher Reeve's trainer for Superman. Oh, so Darth cool. Vader yeah. was Superman's trainer. And, uh, you Who know, else? all the other people that were in there. Well, uh, there's uh, The person that's inside R- R2-D2? Kenny Baker. Really? Yep. He was one of the original Munchkins. From The Wizard of Oz? No, I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> At this point, I'm just making stuff up. I don't know what the rest of them did. Sorry. <laughs> 
It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. i got a few minutes before we wrap up. Don't forget, we'll have a code word for the Motley Crue flyaway trip. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, Poison, all in Miami in June. June 18th, to be precise. And we've got an all-inclusive trip. Flights for two, hotel for two, tickets to the show, $500 spending cash. Every day at 10 a.m., you'll hear a code word. Once you hear that, enter it on the KLAQ mobile app. There's another one at 2 p.m., and the final one every day is going to be 5 p.m. And weekends are in play for this contest. So I know the cash code for uh, Go Fund Yourself was only Monday through Friday, but weekends included in this. The... uh, Mexican foreign minister, a man named Marcelo Ebrard, has said that Governor Greg Abbott's stunt uh, last month when he was uh, pulling over trucks coming from Mexico into Texas and doing secondary searches, he said that it was uh, extortion. I also think he said it was uh, political theater. I think he actually used that word. That he said if, if, if that we cannot do business with people who use po- uh, theater for politics. So Mexico is now indicating that they would like to have some kind of super route that goes through New Mexico and just sidesteps Texas as much as possible because of all this. But um, this was uh, a truck inspection policy, which found zero drugs, by the way. It also found zero human smuggling. Uh, Greg, here's some of the headlines. The Hill says Abbott's controversial truck inspection policy found zero drugs. NPR said Governor Abbott's order for truck inspections is all unnecessary. Uh, Washington Post, White House truckers blast Texas as inspection snarl Mexico. Uh, so the, the governor led up after telling his supporters and the people he represents in Texas, or that he governs, I guess, in Texas, that the governor of Chihuahua has agreed that they're going to crack down more on illegal immigration on their side, which you can hardly say that sentence without making the whacking motion with your hand. <laughs> That's what they told him to get him to knock it off. Actually, uh, in in a statement, uh, Marcelo Ebard said, it is an extortion. I close the border and you have to sign what I say. This is not an agreement. An agreement is that you and I agree to something, and the problem of migration is not from Mexico. It's decisions that the United States must make. I, I'm going to break a little bit with what the Mexican foreign minister is saying. It is, I mean, they, our counterparts on the Mexican side, if they wanted to, could certainly do more about this problem of people illegally coming into the U.S. It doesn't seem like it's much in their interest to do anything to try and stop it. But the increased inspections last month created a massive backlog at border arterial routes and led again to more trucker protests. This time they were protesting against Abbott, though. Um, Would you agree with that at least? Like the Mexicans are not really doing everything they could to help this problem whether that's mm. i mean think about it make make your country do something in your mm. country where your citizens aren't willing to risk death to get to another country well i think it, it's very small 
sighted when you or short sighted when you're just talking about Mexican illegal immigration. I mean, a lot of these people are from South America, Guatemala, Costa Rica. I mean, it is not just a, it is not just Mexican yeah, illegal immigration. Tell Mexico's not doing a whole lot to keep those people that are coming up from other countries. Uh, either and most of those people coming up from other countries, I, I don't know about most, but a significant number of them are applying for sanctuary right. for immigra- for uh, refugee status. Not the case with your uh, immigrants from Mexico, right? But uh, do you know how many are are what proportion are 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 illegals crossing from Mexico or in other countries? No, I mean you don't know the exact makeup. You don't know if Mexican illegal immigration is the biggest problem. Uh, for all of these, uh, you know, trans-border crossers. No, but I'm saying Mexico d- isn't doing anything to I, try and curtail I, it. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I had heard that they thought that illegal immigration at their southern border from Guatemala into Mexico and, and Central America into Mexico, they did not like that. They thought it was as much of a problem as we feel about uh, immigration on the northern border. So, or their northern border. So they they might want to uh, cut down on their own. All right, I'll grant you they might want to cut down on their southern border, but they sure don't seem to do care anything about. I don't think that the, the entire border. country of Mexico has been able to get one thing. I mean, it is a territory of states. It is uh, it was narco corruption. I mean, that's the basic form of government for Mexico right now. So yeah, you're right. It could could a lot more be done. That's who that's sure. who the governor needs to deal with. Are the are the. Uh, cartel leaders right yeah. i mean if you want to strike a deal with anybody who can get something done i hate to say it but deal with the cartel leaders they could get something done but you know what 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 greg abbott's policy did it was a complete economic blockade essentially i mean it was just oh, prevent- it was a publicity stunt too He's but and it wasn't it wasn't just hurting them it was all the stuff that was supposed to come into america as well and and businesses uh that had Orders. It was not a very business-friendly decision, and it seemed to have a lot more to do with political theater than Billions else. of dollars in damages. I mean, tons of fruit, vegetables, meat products, wasted and spoiled. Um, just all the times that gas was spent. I mean... we got to start wrapping up the show. Today is Intergalactic Star Wars Day. I have a a soundboard here that I can do different voices with. So tell me what you think of these different Star Wars voices. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. First, Stormtroopers. All right, let's hear a Stormtrooper. There's one. Set blasters for stun. She'll <laughs> be all right. Inform Lord Vader we have the prisoner. Huh? Oh, that was a... Yeah, that was good. That's good. That was a Stormtrooper. <laughs> That's a Stormtrooper, That was yeah. exactly what it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> This one's Vader, okay? No way. <laughs> you weren't on any mercy mission this time, your highness. <laughs> you are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. Very good. That one's that one was excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent, sir. Lord Vader. I've got a few more of these. This is Crime Lord Jabba the Hutt. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Breathing. Whoa! He was even using real words in there, Joanna, like Bantu Pudu. Nerd. 
Show us your next voice. This one is very <laughs> obscure. This is the bounty hunter that turned out to be Leah in, dis- in, in disguise. The one that went to go rescue Han? Yes. In Jabba's palace? Correct. Okay. Nerds. <laughs> you have carbonation blindness. Your eyesight will return in time. That's Every pretty good. Nico laughs and does the voice too. Oh, because it picks up my laugh. He says he wants more than the 5,000 credits agreed to. The great Jabba asked to know why he must pay more. <laughs> because he's holding a thermal detonator. <laughs> Memorizes these entire scenes. <laughs> Buzz does. It's his favorite movie. That's pretty good. Are you going to go home and watch some Star Wars, Buzz? Yes. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Get into some Star Wars. I still haven't seen all of Rebels. I I haven't Clone seen Wars. all. Of, nah, not, not all of Clone Wars. But it's animated, Joanna. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. No, animated is for children. Animated is for kids. Live actions for us grown-ups. Thanks. <laughs> 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 nice. All right, we got to wrap things up today. <laughs> Have a great one, everybody. And we will be back tomorrow, and the show will kick off at 6 a.m. 